Hi guys and welcome back to God's Goals Podcast. Happy Mother's Day! I am so excited about this day. Um, it is such a wonderful day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. You are appreciated. You are necessary. You are loved. And I wanted to do this podcast to discuss mothers of purpose. Stay tuned. God's goals. God's goals. Recentering our focus on Christ. My goodness, if I tried to name all the mothers in the Bible, I would fail. And so many women that birthed so many important people, um, so many mothers that have birthed men of God that um, that have been so uh, impactful to uh, the kingdom. And there is something to be said about a woman, a mother, and um, her strength and her love. And um, you see so many examples of mothers um, loving their children, um, fighting for their children, praying for their children. Um, And you also see Um, women in general uh, celebrating each other and um, uplifting each other. Okay, let's go really quickly to Matthew 15 and verse 21. So Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. It says, Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that uh, that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciple urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with all her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshiped him pleading again lord help me jesus responded it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs she replied that's true lord but even the dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table dear woman jesus said to her your faith is great your request is granted and her daughter was instantly healed Oh my goodness. So there we have an example of a mother fighting for her child. Again, that's just one example. So many women fought and begged and pleaded and came, but we see this woman taking a chance, right? Taking a chance because she is a Gentile, right? So she is not, um, she's not an Israelite. And so she's taking a chance coming to Jesus and it, and it, and it, got, it wasn't looking too pretty in the beginning, right? But as the the heart of a mother is to fight for a child, and that's what she did. But let's also look, let's let's look at how she fought for her child, because we can use the examples of the women in the Bible to see how they fought and went about getting and petitioning God for things. Right? Let's go to verse twenty-five, Matthew verse uh, Matthew fifteen, and we're going back to verse twenty-five. But she came and worshipped him pleading again 
she worshiped him, pleading again. She worshiped and pleaded, worship and pleaded. We have to remember that even when we're asking God for things that we worship him for who he is. Because even if he doesn't grant the things that we want, he is still God and he's still worthy of praise. And so we have to remember to do those things. But she came worshiping before God. And then she pleaded. She continued to worship and plead. Right? And so she asked for what she wanted. She worshiped and she asked for what she wanted. So those two things we see that she um, did to continue to to get um, Jesus' attention. And then we see another thing that Jesus, uh, a quality that Jesus actually pinpointed. We look at verse 28. He says, Dear woman, Jesus said to her, Your faith is great. Your faith is great. And your request is granted. Your faith is great. Your request is granted. Let's just go over the things that she did in this fight for her child. She worshiped. She begged. And she had faith. She didn't go to anybody else but Jesus. She had faith that this man could could, could help her child. And she trusted that he could help her child. And she fought. She fought to get to him. And she fought to stay by him. Because she knew that he was her help for her child. So we have that woman. And we don't know her name. She's just known as a Gentile woman. However, she saved her child. Her fight saved her child. Right. So we we know that raising children, especially we're trying to raise them in the right way to raise them to love God, trust God, walk with God. Then we know that that we'll be up against some things. But we have to remember to continue to pray, to worship and to have faith in God that he will protect them, heal them, keep them, save them. Just depending on where you are, where you at with raising your child. They could be teenagers. They could be adults. They could be little babies. They could be in your womb and you're carrying them. And so you're already worried and scared. But we have to remember the woman, the Gentile woman that worshiped, that begged, and that trust God, um, her faith in God. And that is what um, saved her child. We have to trust God with our children. So that's our first example um, of mothers. Again, we're trying to we're learning from the mothers in the Bible and seeing how some of them um, handle different scenarios. Okay, so that was for mothers that have children, right? The fight in the mother. We talked about the fight in the mother um, who have children. Let's talk about if that's not the scenario. If you have certain desires to be a mother or you you want to move to that place at one point in your life and it just does not seem like that's happening it just does not seem like it's uh working um in that way so let's go to ruth chapter one and we're going to jump down to about verse six so just the background with um this story is um, we have naomi who had um two sons a husband and two sons, and um, all of which who passed. Her two sons were married to two women. Um, and after the husband, after Naomi's husband and sons died, she decided that she would go back to her homeland um, in Judah because her and her husband and her sons had moved to Moab. 
and um, um, they're on their way at this point to go home and she just kind of stops and it's like you know what you know uh, speaking to her daughter-in-laws you know she tells them you know thank you for being kind to you know uh, you know, God bless you for being kind to your husbands, which were her sons and me. But you guys go go ahead on back to your <laughs> to your mother's house because you know, and, and I hope you get married again, and I hope God blesses you with that. Uh, but you know, it's kind of basically she's it's time for us to separate, and you know they start crying, they're upset, and they tell her no, um, you know, they don't want to leave her, and um, but she's like, what what can I do? Go back go back to your home I can't birth any other sons so that you you know raise them so that you can um, marry them so she tells him you know go back to your um, go back to your parents home uh, and get you know try to get married and, and so on and so forth so so she's told in this she's she's uh, rationalized everything for them I can't give birth uh, to any more sons and even if I could you couldn't wait around you know for them to grow up and not marry anyone else so you know go ahead on back to uh, to your mother your parents home at this point so if we go to Ruth 1 and verse 13 would you wait for them to grow up and refuse to marry anyone else? No, of course not, my daughters. Things are far more bitter for me than for you because the Lord himself has raised his fist against me. So again, she's referring to the fact that if she birthed any more sons for them to marry, which, would they wait around until they were old enough to marry? No. So she's telling them to go back, just start a new life, and this and that. Okay, on verse 14. And again, they wept together, and Oprah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. Look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Right there we see that fight. That fight is in most women. Whether they have birthed a child or not, whether they are mothers or not, whether they're raising or nurturing a child or not, that fight is already within them. There's a fight in some women and most women that is definitely undeniable. And we see um, that Ruth is fighting. She is not accepting the fact that Naomi wants her to go home and not give up, but just kind of go home and move on. And I don't know what she's hanging on to. I don't know what she sees. Maybe that's loyalty. Maybe there's love. Maybe there's a purpose that God has placed in her that will not let her let Naomi go. But we know in the end it's gonna pay off. Let's 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 keep going. Let's um let's keep reading to see what uh, Ruth's response is when her mother-in-law tells her to to do the same thing that her sister-in-law just did. We see that she says, "But don't ask me to leave you and turn back." Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Now that was the ticket right there. Your God will be my God. Because remember, Naomi was in a foreign land. She wasn't with her people in Judah. And her sons didn't marry Israelite women. So these were uh, women in a, from a foreign place. So they weren't worshiping the same God as Naomi was. But what did she say here? She said, where you go, I'll go. Where you live, I'll live. And your God will be my God. 
And that is the key, right? We know that God is the only God and that's the real God. And when she chose that God, she chose a different life. She chose a special life and special it was, right? So to, to make the long story short, we know that she went on to marry Boaz. Following her mother-in-law, her mother-in-law went to her hometown and kind of guided her to meet this man this man named Boaz and she ends up remarrying and what giving birth to a child whose lineage turns out to be I mean that lineage turns to be what we have David King David and further of course down the line Jesus right so my goodness that decision that fight she had then changed everything (laughs) it changed the world it changed the world. And I say it changed the world because, of course, we know, like I said, within that lineage, Jesus came. So the fight that we have as women and as um, sometimes mothers or even before we are mothers, even when we can't see that we are even going to get to that point. Right. Because, of course, when she decided to stay with her mother-in-law, her husband had died. Right. So it wasn't like there was a prospect or her mother-in-law had another son, son um, that she could give her anything like that. She was going on her fight, her love and her loyalty for Naomi. And even Naomi kind of felt a little what bitter a little bit about it or a little hurt about it. Because remember, we another verse where she said, God has raised his fence against me. But we know that once Ruth had um, her child, that. Naomi got to love that child like it was her own uh, sons, and or like it was her own son. And so we see that they both, um, God held both of their hearts, but they fought and um, trusted God because she acknowledged who would be her God, which was Naomi's God. And Naomi obviously knew who God was, so they both. Um, in their hurt and their unsure, their uncertainty, they still pushed and trust God, right? And did things honorably and, um, and it worked out for their good. Let's look at another woman that didn't necessarily know what or where she was going to be, but she knew what she wanted and she knew who to go to. Can we go to, can we talk about Hannah? Can we talk about those prayers? that she was praying for that baby that she wanted. So can we talk to the mothers that really want, um, that are looking and praying and asking God for uh, something, right? In Hannah's case, it was a baby. And maybe that is someone else's case as well. But maybe there's something that you're praying for, for a child you already have, or a child that you're raising, or a child that you know. So let's look at uh, Hannah and, and, and see see what happened with her situation. So we look at Hannah. Hannah was married to a man named Elkanah, and he had two wives, Peninnah and uh, Hannah. And uh, Peninnah had children, but Hannah did not. And this woman would um, basically throw the children in Hannah's face that she had uh, and uh, so let's talk about that so the tormenting came or the teasing came and throwing the children in her face came when they would go um, to the temple each year her husband 
her husband and um, herself and the other wife will go to the temple um, each year for sacrifices and things of that nature. And that is when um, Penina would torment Hannah about not having children because, of course, they all got portions of uh, choice meat based on, you know, the children and themselves. So, of course, since Hannah had none, she got um, only one portion. And, of course, that was being thrown in her face. Of course, she was reduced to tears. She would um, cry about it and was upset about it. And her husband was kind of like bewildered. He was like, what is the problem here? <laughs> Am I not better <laughs> than 10 sons? And he just didn't get it. He couldn't understand her pain and hurt. And so Hannah went another route with it. She went to God about her, her pain and hurt. See, people are not, not going to always understand where you're coming from. Um, they're not going to understand the desires that you have, the dream you have, the wants, the longings that you have. God understands those. And you take it to him because he'll decide through those things that are part of his will and are a blessing to your life and the things that are no good for you. Right. So Hannah took the desire uh, for a son to God. And so let's see uh, what happens from there. We're in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 1 and um, verse 9 here. Once after a sacrificial meal at Shallow, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli, the priest, was sitting at the customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord, and she made this vow, O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayers and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. So Hannah went to God about it. She wasn't fighting with the other wife. She didn't try to explain her pain and her disappointment to her husband. Because um, I don't think he would have got it based off of his comments. But she did go to God, her true help, her true help, right? And and she went, she went as is, right? What does it say? Let's see, it says in verse 10, it says she went in deep anguish, crying bitterly. It's no faking and phony in with God. Come, come, come the way you are, your heart out, right? Right, that's when you come before God. That's what it is in truth, right? So she's praying. She's praying bitter. Well, she's uh, she's she was in deep anguish and crying bitterly as she prayed, right? But she still prayed to God. So we have to remember who to go to um, with our disappointment, with our hurt, with with our our feelings. Because um, yes, we are strong as women, but there's things that still come against us that can knock us down. But when we go to God, we know He'll build us up and bring us up. A matter of fact, let's look and see. It says that as she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her, seeing her lips moving, but hearing no sound. So she was in that deep prayer. Have you ever prayed like that? Well, you've been in so, so much that your heart is flowing out to God, that you're speaking in the spirit and in your heart. But no words can leave your lips, no voice, no audible sound, right? But in your spirit, there is a deep connecting and prayer and pleading with God. And so it does, it comes out so strong that your, that your lips are... <laughs> but it is, it's really no words that are coming out. 
So we see that Eli is watching her basically do something like this, right? Seeing her lips moving but hearing no sound. He thought she had been drinking. <laughs> he thought she was drunk, right? He had thought she was drinking. Must you come here drunk? He demanded. Throw away your wine. <laughs> he said, oh, no, you didn't come here drunk. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing y'all. Y'all know I do it sometimes, right? And, you know, she has to say, oh, no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or any uh, anything stronger, but I am very discouraged. I am very discouraged. So she acknowledges her, her discouragement about things. For the woman that is discouraged, go and take it to God. For the woman that is disappointed, go and take it to God. For the mother that is discouraged, disappointed, overwhelmed, take it to God. God and she says and I am pouring out my heart to the Lord did we not just say take it to God and do what pour out your heart to the Lord he can fix it and only he can okay and he does so long story short again he definitely does grant um he definitely does grant the request of Hannah and she births uh Samuel who is uh we know he's a great priest and, um, and you know, he, he actually, um, he actually anoints, uh, one of the first Kings of Israel, uh, which is Saul. And, um, so yeah, so her, God granted her request and granted her, her prayer. She went to God and she poured out her heart to him and he heard her prayer. Okay. So that was another lesson we learned so let's even let's just kind of right here in the middle here let's pause and go over the lessons we've learned so far from the gentile woman begging for her daughter uh to be saved we know that she worshiped that she begged and that she had faith for naomi and ruth we know that they trusted uh god and they remained loyal to each other and loved each other through a painful time and in the end they were a blessing to each other. They both helped each other out. So sometimes when we're going through, the sisterhood is necessary. The uplifting of each other is necessary. The loyalty and prayers and love of each other is necessary. And that's what we see in Naomi and Ruth. And we see, like I said, that it ended up blessing them both. And we know that taking our disappointment and hurt to God and pouring out our heart and praying and crying to him and being honest about what we need as a mother, as a woman, as anything uh, is necessary. We learned that from Hannah and God will hear our prayers. Another thing that we do see in Hannah is that she promised to give her son back to God. That's another great example of things we should do. We should give our children back to God. We should tell God, God, these are, thank you for blessing me with these children, but I'm giving them back to you. Help me raise them. Um, um, take control of their lives. Let your will be done in their lives. And that's what Hannah was telling God. Look, you get God, if you give me a son, I'm going to give them right back to you. We do that. We pray for our children. We ask God to take them. So Hannah taught us that to give our children back to God is very important. And know that we need him to raise them. Okay, so now um, let's talk about women that are not necessarily mothers, right? Maybe uh, you have not birthed a child or maybe you're not raising or nurturing a child, um, but you still are birthing a purpose. 
and I know I've been on this purpose thing lately because um, I believe it to be so important to seek it, to find it, to do it when you know it. And so um, let's let's talk about women that ne- didn't necessarily um, have any children physically or even um, emotionally or anything of that nature. But, or at that time of their story, didn't. Um, but they were still birthing out of purpose and they were still... Um, working and 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 growing something that um turned out to be very vital and um for the world and and for um the israelites in particular so let's first look at um let's look at deborah so deborah um to my knowledge and based off what i've read was um i believe one of the first uh or only uh female judges um in the Bible, and like I said, I could be wrong, but I believe it's uh, correct. And so, uh, Deborah, she was a wife, but it did not say that she had any children. However, she did have a word for Barry, right? She judged the Israelites, but she did have a, a, a word for Barry. She was uh, about to birth a purpose. Not only um, a purpose, and not to say her, her life was just boiled down to this moment, However, it was a pivotal moment, um, not, not necessarily for her, but for everyone, for all of the Israelites, right? Because at this point, uh, oh, they were being oppressed. So it was necessary because they were being oppressed. And so um, she had a word. She had her purpose. And she was going to tell Barry that it was time for him to gather some men up and go fight against the people that, would op- that were oppressing them. If you go to Judges 4 and 14. Then Deborah said to Barry, get ready. This is the day the Lord will give you victory over Sisera. For the Lord is marching ahead of you. So Barak led his 10,000 warriors down the slopes of Mount Tabor into battle. When Barak attacked, the Lord threw Sisera and all his chariots and warriors into a panic. God had already gone before them and, and, and set it up and set them up to win. They did win. And there was peace in the land for 40 years. After that battle, there was peace in the land for 40 years. So no more oppression for them. So Deborah came with a word. She birthed something. She birthed a purpose. And even though it wasn't a physical child, she um, she gave a word and she... Um, She fought and stood by and was diligent about the purpose that she had. And it ended up blessing the entire nation. And so we see that with Deborah. There's also Esther. Okay. So we have Esther. We all know the story of Queen Esther. We didn't talk about Esther in in, um, this podcast before. She has a whole podcast to herself. And we know that... um, Esther, at the time, we know I mean, no children from her. But we know that she definitely had a purpose. And just like Deborah, she really was coming in to help and to save, um, to assist in saving her people. She was used um, by God and placed by God um, in um, the palace so that she was able to speak to the king um, when someone... Um, was coming against her people. So 
um, not only, yeah, to kill her people, not only her pe her people, but also her cousin Mordecai, right? So we know that sometimes even if there is not a uh, um, physical uh, birth, uh, does not mean that your life does not have purpose, and it does not mean that it will never come about. Um, and even if you've experienced um, loss as a woman, miscarriage, anything like that, it does not mean that um, there cannot be something to come from you that's great. And it does not mean that there will nev not be another uh, child or anything of that nature. Um, we saw that um, Ruth and Naomi proved that um, their second chances, second thing that at life and um they are just as blessing just as much of a blessing as the first one and even though this character is not a woman i'm gonna bring up job who lost it all but god gave him back to him and, and although job um is not a woman it's just, it is an example of how even if we lost we can still gain that and then some right but i think all of these women um all of these women, the women that were mothers and the women that were not mothers, um, had one thing in common, and that was that their faith and trust was in God, and they moved in faith. Esther moved in faith. She she had everyone to fast, and then she trusted God that when she went in front of the king that he wouldn't uh, <laughs> execute her, but actually hold out his scepter and receive her, uh, Deborah. Uh, as a woman in that time to even sit and judge and speak and then also to go to Barak and give him a message from God um, was uh, bold and um, it showed that she had her faith and trust in God. Um, we see the Gentile woman from earlier obviously had faith enough that even Jesus acknowledged it. Um, we know that Naomi and Ruth um, obviously believed in God, trusted in God, and put their faith in God. And in the end, their pain turned into praise. Um, and so, um, as women and as mothers, we have to remember to always do that and trust and have faith in, 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 our, in our God. And He will help us. We may not be perfect in our actions. We're not going to be perfect in our actions. But we can trust in a perfect God. And um, He will lead and guide our way. So to the mothers, do your best. Trust in your God. Pray for your children. Pray for your desires. Pray for your um, your dreams. And, and trust that God will um, lead you, guide you, and fulfill the things according to his will. So I know this is not necessarily totally about mothers and and um, but I really want to talk to mothers and women in general and know that whether you're birthing a child or you're birthing your purpose, they are both important. Continue to trust God. Look into the women of the Bible that have gone through the things that you have gone through and know that God has you and he still has a purpose for you, for your child, for your lives, your home and your family. Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining me on the God's Goals podcast. I will see you next time. Have a happy and blessed Mother's Day and Sunday. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to God's Goals Podcast. I don't want to end the podcast without offering Christ to any one of my listeners. Um, Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. There's more things to building up your spiritual walk and making that change. But the first step, confess with your mouth, Jesus as Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Okay, so I have a podcast out called It's a Gift. Go to that podcast and it goes into more details about receiving that gift and and tools um, that you can use along the way as you strengthen your spiritual journey. I guarantee you accepting Christ will be the best thing you ever did. Go to that podcast and listen to it and get some information there. Okay. Thank you guys again for listening. See you next time. Bye. God's goals, recentering our focus on Christ.